it's a lot easier if I just yes. am able to just focus yes. on what I need to do and mm-hmm. so I'll just keep my eyes closed and just get through it. But that is not at all what God's called us to do no. as we we bear witness to what he has done and who he is. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Welcome to the Samples Doctrine Podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have Devin Coughlin returning back to the podcast. Great to be here. It's so good to always have you with us, Devin. Always good. Bob, what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, something that has plagued, I think, people who lead music in the church for quite some time now. And uh, the title of this podcast is called Open the Eyes of My Face, Lord. (laughs) It's an excellent title. (laughs) I don't know if everybody will get that. Like, well, if they don't know what that song right, is, right, right. So, Papa Lash wrote this song, "Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord," which a lot of churches have sung. That is so popular. Yeah, I, w- popular. I would imagine people so, know it. So, yeah, we just thought we should talk about the almost universal tendency of those who lead and sing, and really people in the congregation as well as in front, to close your eyes when you sing to the Lord. Definitely. When do yeah. you think that started? You know, that's a that's a great question. I think, since I'm the only one here who could represent this era, <laughs> uh, I think it started back like in the 60s and 70s. I mean, hmm. uh, maybe before then. But in the 70s, Jesus music began and kind of worship music, that, that phrase, that genre started. And worship became this kind of, uh, you know, oh, I don't know, a mystical experience. And for some reason, you couldn't open your eyes when you did it. Uh, well, and I also think there's a personal aspect to the worship, uh, you know, the worship experience that you're talking about. That is just, you know, I've heard, I think we've all heard it said, it's just me and the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. So when you see advertising for a worship song, a worship uh, conference, whatever, worship, you, th- you see a picture of someone with their eyes closed. Right. And yeah, I think it's begun to change some over the years. Uh, people are looking out, but there are a lot of reasons we do it. I, th- I think you mentioned one, just to look spiritual. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't start there. To look spiritual, it, it, at times you just want to shut everything out and just yeah. sing to the Lord, and uh, that's the easiest way to do it. Shut out the distractions. But then that gets into well, wait a minute, you're like with people. There are all these right. people around you. Right, right. And why wouldn't you want to? <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to acknowledge that? I mean, Colossians 3.16 says we're teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So if I'm going to teach you, now those who aren't watching on YouTube won't be able to see this, but if I'm going to teach you, I'm not going to be like shutting my eyes as I, I know you're there, David, because I hear your laugh. Devin, I'm not sure about because he's totally silent, but I heard that breath there. So, but you know, I'd open my eyes. I wouldn't do it. So I think that's not very helpful. Um, yeah. But I do. I think there is this pursuit of experience that people are after that mm. lead them to close their eyes. Yeah. And I mean, I, I asked. Um, I haven't really thought about this for a while, but as I asked the question, well, when, doing a when, podcast on it. when did this start? <laughs> um, but I wonder if a, a lot of it came from it came out of revivalism, mm. uh, yes. particularly the Second Great Awakening. Yes. And 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 where there was this, I think, overt pursuit of experience. Although we don't know if they closed gather. their eyes back then or we not. We don't know because there weren't video cameras. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody but but I think, I mean, I think it is that experience. And I, I, 
would you say there's something good in that as far as when we yes. gather, we should yes. experience something? Yes. And at times there might be a desire to minimize distractions or shut things yes. out. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think those are that's a good reason. I think a not so good reason is like I just I just don't want to uh, I, I want to pretend that no one's here. You know, fear of man. I, I just I just don't want to think about the other people around me. This is my thing, me and the Lord, and I'm just gonna shut everybody out. Um, at least if you're in a congregation. Yeah. Well, what I yeah. think has happened now though is is it's become it's like a virus that's spread. Yes, mm-hmm. where yes. people might have started closing their eyes as they gathered for a specific purpose. Yes. And they had a reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. And now, as time goes on, we continue doing the same practices. Yeah. Yeah, the meaning has changed, or we have no idea why. But yeah. it's just like, oh, this is what worship looks like. Yes. Yeah. Well, that And that's where I think it's... I don't know whether it started up front and, and bled into the congregation, was mimicked by the congregation, or whether it started just as, as our understanding of worship. I mean, I remember in the late 90s reading David Peterson's Engaging with God... And how in the first chapter of the introduction, I just looked at this recently, he, he was saying that if you think that worship is like an individual emotive experience with you and God where, you know, you close everything off, you have no idea what biblical worship is. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just kind of this, you know, mind-blowing thing, revelation that, God doesn't think of singing to him, worshiping him, as automatically including that your eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. And I think we have this sense that, you know, the Holy Spirit likes it when our eyes are closed. He's, <laughs> he's, he speaks more to us. And it's not, this is not against closing your eyes, right. yeah. but I think it worked from that personal um, experience to up front. That's what we're seeking to address more specifically in right. the context of public worship corporate yes. worship yeah those in front leading why do we close our eyes and that i think is the greater concern mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know well and i do think you mentioned trends sort of changing i do think there has been a positive change about sort of you've seen a lot of the leading in the circle you know in the round mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that almost forces eye contact yes. with other people around you yes. it's less these are the people on stage and you know those are the people in the congregation yeah, 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 yeah. but i still think from your perspective you're talking about these people that are leading why are we shutting our eyes well and it's of course it's it's right and plausible and helpful at different times to close your eyes when you're leading and just think lord i'm i'm singing this to you but i can't live there yeah i'm with the congregation i'm singing the lord's praise in the midst of the congregation right. and if i mean i've seen this i'm sure i've done this years ago where someone's leading and even when they're speaking to the congregation, their eyes are closed. And so for, say, out of 20, 25 minutes, you know, 80% of the time, their eyes are closed. And yeah. I'm thinking, why is that? Why, yeah. why do we do that? And I think there are a lot of reasons. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons. You know, one is, and I've heard leaders express this, you don't want to see the faces of the people <laughs> who are singing. You see, they're distracted, mm-hmm. they're apathetic, they're, you know, 
they're confused, they're or they're angry about what you're doing. So you just, you know what? I'm just gonna close my eyes, right? So I don't have to look at them, right? Um, you, you don't want to see people walk out of the room. You know, people get up and walk out, right? Um, I think I even think you know, seeing a pastor's reaction, you know, yes, from the front row. Yes. Like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? I think there could be fear of man, you know, played into that. Yeah. And just even counting, you know, who's here. So it, it, right. I don't have to think about, oh, man, you know, attendance seems to be dwindling. <laughs> right. uh, I'll just close my eyes and I would not have to think about it. It's just as though that were somehow more spiritual hmm. or, or even helpful. Um, yeah. I mean, Dev, do you close your eyes when you leave? No, uh, no, I actually don't. Good. I don't think I do. I don't think but I wouldn't do. know because <laughs> I'm not looking at myself. But um, I remember about 20 years ago seeing Stuart Townend lead. I think it was a, at a uh, Worship God conference. We would Christ had a alone, long, how deep the Father's love. Yeah, and seeing him lead, and he was leading. He kind of led in the round yeah. a little bit, and uh, he had his eyes open the whole time. And I remember being so struck by that. Wow. And uh, I can't remember if it was I, – I either I had a conversation with him or I heard somebody him talking to somebody else about it, asking him about it. And he was just saying, that's, no, I do that very intentionally because, like, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm called to lead these people in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I need I want to know what's going on. Yes. If my eyes are closed, I don't know what's going on. Right. And it was – I mean, it was very um, practical, almost pragmatic. But it was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. It's rooted in scripture. And it is rooted in scripture. And so as I mean since then, I mean I've I have intentionally I I know the temptation I think to um separate myself. It's a lot easier if I yes. just am able to just focus yes. on what I need to do and mm-hmm. so I'll just keep my eyes closed and just get through it. But that is not at all what God's called us to do no. mm-hmm. as we we bear witness to what he has done and who he is. Um and so I keep my eyes open and in, in the context of the local church, it's been such a gift to remember that we we are doing these things together yeah. and to be edified as we do those things together. And so, I mean, just seeing even this past Sunday, I've got there was a there was a member of our church who's uh, who was dying, and she actually ended up dying on Sunday. But her uh, son oh. and daughter-in-law are in our church as well, and um, seeing I I know what they're going through, and seeing them. Mm. Yes. Seeing them. I, the only way I could know this is because I had my eyes open. Right. Seeing them yes. Yes. attest to the faithfulness of God right. and the grace of God uh, or, or express their trust in Jesus. Um, we sang City Lights' uh, song, I will trust my Savior Je- Jesus uh, when my darkest doubts befall. Mm. Uh, trust mm. him when to simply mm. trust him mm. seems the hardest thing of all. Right. And, and I see them singing that. Right. And what that does, I mean, oh, for man. me and in building me into the Word of God and the promises of God, I mean, that's that's being edified as yeah. the church. Yeah. Uh, and that happens as a result of having my eyes right. open. Yeah. That is the effect. Yeah, I can guarantee you there are people listening to this podcast or watching it right now who are thinking, "Yeah, that's a that's a problem for other people," but not thinking it's a problem for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just challenge you to watch videos of yourself if you have a recording, and probably with COVID, you you may have a recording. <laughs> and just, I'm going to go looking for ones with you, Dev, where <laughs> to see if you've ever closed your eyes. <laughs> no, again, we're not saying it's wrong to close your eyes. Yeah. It, it, there are appropriate moments, times where, yeah, that's totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. What we're what we're talking about is the tendency, almost universal tendency, to think that 
to sing to the Lord with his people in the church, you have to close your eyes. That's when you, you know, maybe you start off open your eyes, but then when you get into the really, you know, the holy of holies moments, yeah. that's when you close your eyes and you can't look at anybody. It, it just doesn't, it denies the horizontal aspect of what we're doing. Mm. You know, the corporate congregational worship is, is both vertical to God and horizontal to each other. And we get that from Colossians 3.16. We're teaching and admonishing one another with, thank, with thankfulness in hearts, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So we're doing that as we sing. Mm-hmm. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks at least five times, uses the word to edify, to build up. We are building up one another. Again, we don't do that with our eyes closed. So I, I love what you were saying about um, Stuart, that he could see how people were responding or not responding and adjust what he does in accordance with that. I mean, there are a lot of things you can see, whether it's people raising their hands or just brightness on their faces, um, their body posture, the enthusiasm that they're communicating, all that you can see or lack thereof. And that can affect the things you might say or the song, the choices you might make while Mm -hmm. you're leading. Mm -hmm. If your eyes are closed, it's yeah, it's not going to happen. You have no idea. Yeah, and I think there is also uh, just the the um, embodied nature of our gatherings. And just oh, remember, great, great we are we are souls and we are bodies, yes. and we gather together it to to receive God's word and to uh, express our gratefulness and testify to uh, all that He's done for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we do that in an embodied way. And there are no activities uh, that we really participate in where we intentionally, I think, isolate ourselves, close ourselves off um, from other right. people. Well, maybe and, Eastern religions or something. Well, yeah, but it's just that's just not a a uh, just a part of normal life. Yes. Right. And so yes. I think there is this. Um, Although when I'm in a dentist chair, I do close. You do my close eyes. your eyes yeah. in that context. So I think in that context. <laughs> that's not just so much. I wouldn't count that as a corporate context. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> Two of us in the room. That's true. Okay, good point. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you think about a sporting event. I mean, you, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, where yes, you're with other right. people, you're right. not thinking like, no, this is, this should just be me. Right. Yes. Um, so, and so, but there is this like there's this earthiness to it, where it's. It can be awkward when you have your eyes open, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you see the things that are going on, and you see, really, that guy's going like heading out of the auditorium again, or <laughs> uh, you see the the child like whatever throw his crowns on the floor. I mean, there's, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. we yes. are we are real people, very ordinary, finite, yeah. fallible yes. people, yeah, gathered together doing this extraordinary thing by the Spirit, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, having our eyes open to that, it, I think it, it, it cultivates this humility yeah. in us where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're not like the, the picture-perfect rock stars or anything like that that's just, I'm, I'm doing my thing, so I've got my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not about that at all. Yeah. It's about what God is doing, what he is already doing in our midst that we get to participate in. Right. Yeah. Are you going to say something? With the... Um, well, so if I if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm not a worship leader or I'm on stage and I'm just in the congregation, just <laughs> just in the congregation, how do you how would you encourage those people to be 
you know, opening their eyes, aware of their surroundings. I know we're talking a lot about, you know, worship leaders. Yes, How yes. would you encourage someone who isn't leading that way? Definitely. It's the same thing. So the band is part of the congregation. Mm-hmm. We're, we may be on a platform, but we are part of the congregation. So what goes for us goes for them. Mm-hmm. They're singing to each other. They're teaching and admonishing one another. They can benefit. I mean, we haven't really talked about all the benefits of keeping your eyes open, uh, but they can, they can see what's happening around. They could, they could look to someone you know, a couple rows over and realize, oh, I know what they're going through, and look at the way they're responding to the Lord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I'm not leading, I'm usually in the front, not always, but usually, and there will be like at least two or three times during the singing, well, I'll turn around yeah. and look at everybody just to remind myself, wow, look at, look at what we get to do. Look who Jesus has saved. And we get to do this together. And, you know, let me sing these words to you. And I mean, not. And everybody else is thinking, who is this crazy well, guy that just they, turned around they, and is looking at they me? They <laughs> can do that. But it's, it's, yeah. I'm just saying, this is what we're doing, guys. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not, and I might be the only one in the room, not usually, but. Uh, who's who's thinking? Hey, we're doing this together. Yes. So yeah, the the benefits to opening your keeping your eyes mostly open far outweigh mm-hmm. the you know the distractions as Devin was talking about, um, and it's biblical. Yeah, it, it's what we're doing. When I think yeah. what we count as distractions in these instances are not really distractions. Yes. Right. They're just uh, yes. interrupting what we perceive as the spiritual experience. Yeah. Exactly. But I think they're very much a part of what we're called to experience as we gather together. Yeah, that gets back to how we define spiritual experience. Yep. What is a spiritual experience? Is it mm-hmm. God defines it, or is it I define it? Right. Well, and I was going to say, uh, you turning around, I mean, I remember the first time you did that at a Resolve conference. <laughs> and, oh, my word. Uh, well, but my, I think what's so interesting about that is you're trying to build into people that, it isn't just a one direction, yes. one dimension. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so I think it's way more frequent at our church, yes. you know, in Louisville. But uh, people aren't used to that. And to Devin's point, like, who is this guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. To Devin's point, because it goes against the norm of I'm here, I'm looking at the screen, my eyes are closed. Yes. It fights against that. Yeah. And so... You're going to, I mean, I know you're going to go through practical reasons why we should open our eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I just think, like, to encourage your congregation, hey, it's not just that you're looking at us. Absolutely. There's freedom or the screen. This all presupposes that you can see other people. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's another. We, have we done a another podcast factor? On that? I have we no have idea if you've not. done a podcast on that. Oh, but, but boy, do we need I to? I believe we have. Not, not on lights. Not but if you, if you have the opportunity, if have any influence in whether or not there is enough light to see other people, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would encourage you to pursue that. Uh, <laughs> well, the darkness, yeah, sort of shrouds the. It, it's making me think. Okay, I should go inward. It mandates yes. that everyone, yes. essentially, has their eyes closed right. or look to the front. Right. Or look to the front. Or look yeah, to the front. Right. And uh, yeah, and so I mean, we are uh, a city set on a hill. We are a mm-hmm. <laughs> lamp that should not be hidden. Yes. Um, and so, if we are the people of the light, let there be light. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <Hey>. Amen. <laughs> Couldn't argue with that. Yeah. So some of the reasons uh, that it can be so helpful, uh, as I mentioned before, we can miss out on genuine encouragement that God means to provide through the faces. Absolutely. Uh, of, of those around us. Uh, on stage, and it's not stage, the platform, whatever it is, um, 
you you can benefit from looking at the other musicians. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I don't think it's helpful or a helpful model or a uh, um, example. I, I don't think it's what the Lord intends. I, I just watched a video the other day um, where there was a, a girl singing up front, and the rest of the band they were just kind of like grooving and you know not kind of into their own thing and just kind of in their own worlds and mm-hmm. and I thought what what is that saying to us you know it just seems a lot more performance yeah. uh, than it is hey we're all here together singing to the lord singing his praise responding to what jesus has done for us um it just it didn't say any of that yep and so keeping your eyes open looking at each other builds that connection, affirms it, and you really do get encouraged by it. Well, and to take that one step further, when you have bands that are phenomenal musicians, they're looking at each other and feeding off of each other because they're enjoying the process of making music together. All the more reason you should be looking around and going, can you believe we get to do this? We get in on this. It's it's amazement. It's, It's easier... For me to communicate, another point, it's easier for me to communicate with people the truths that we're singing when I'm looking at them. You know, Mm -hmm. so often leaders will say things and they'll use this worship leader voice and they'll just get airy and high and they'll say, isn't the Lord good? And I think you never talk like that. Like in real life, you never talk like that. But because your eyes are closed, it's okay. Right. And when you look at people, you'll you'll feel embarrassed to talk like that. So hmm. open your eyes, look at them, and and say what you think the Lord wants you to say. Mm-hmm. And it will just be much more effective. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's so great. opening your eyes helps with that. Um, I'm more aware of what's happening around me. Um, I can see what I'm playing. I mean, that, that's the other thing. Uh, oh, that's I, a I've done this. big reason. I've done this. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I've closed my eyes, I'm playing. But at least you looked the part, you know, you were looking spiritual. I was, that's exactly right. I was looking spiritual, communing with the Lord, but it's not unspiritual to know what you're doing. Right. It's not unspiritual to, to read the words. Uh, I've had people say this, this for a congregation perspective, you know, can we do songs with, you know, fewer words so I can just really worship the Lord? There's nothing. Mm unnatural, nothing unspiritual, nothing not glorifying to God in reading words and saying them. Yeah. You know, I think of any relationship, I think of the relationship with Julie, if, you know, if, if I am sharing words to her that I've written, that I've thought about, that's not less meaningful. Mm-hmm. So when I write a card, you know, I, I'm writing very specifically things that I want to move her and as she's reading it, I'm watching her. I'm not closing my eyes, or she's not closing her eyes. She has to read it. Uh, but there's <laughs> truth being communicated, and we're doing that with our eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there are just so many benefits. Um, yeah. How do, how do you avoid the um, – I mean, somebody might be listening to this and thinking, that's going to be so awkward. And yeah. what, things should, what things should you avoid as you have your eyes open? Yeah. I can think of a couple, but I'm curious. I mean, do you guys have thoughts yeah. on what you might want to avoid as you have your eyes open? Staring at people. Yeah, that's one sure. of the ones Staring I was thinking people of. people down. For sure. <laughs> You're not. But I've, I've heard people say, you know, just look out over the congregation. No, look, in, look at people. 
Yeah. Look at, I mean, you're just you're just scanning the room, but you're not landing on people. You might briefly, and that joy that's communicated that this is so great. You're not looking for people to like pick fights with. So I can have that tendency if, yes. if someone is just kind of like yeah. scowling. Just, yeah, scowling. I, <laughs> I just want to stare him down. And look at him. Hey, this is good. We're praising the Lord right now, and you should be too. And oh, just don't do that. Just yeah. avoid that. Uh, really, this I think is Psalm 40. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the midst of the great congregation. Behold, I have yeah. not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. Mm. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Mm -hmm. It's like, you see that often in the Psalms where the psalmist is saying, I have experienced something so rich, so rewarding, so life transforming. I want to tell other people about it. Mm -hmm. And when we're singing songs that, that proclaim those kinds of truths, you know, uh, my song, when sorrows, I never remember it. Uh, oh Lord, my rock, my redeemer, greatest treasure of my longing soul. Mm -hmm. It's like, why wouldn't I want to tell people about that? Why wouldn't I want them to see that he is the greatest treasure of my soul? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's it's not a it's not a uh, I don't know not a criticism of not opening up your eyes, but I have led and open and I've been opening my eyes and I've seen someone who's gone through something so hard. Yeah. And I've been so moved that I've had to step off of the mic because I don't want my voice to crack or break. Uh, uh. Uh, so if you're not used to that you're going to interact with people or you're just going to see them singing and they might be so moved and affected by the words yeah. that you see that. And then now you're affected by what you're seeing. Yeah. So if you're not used to it, I do think it can be really, it can just kind of wash over you like a wave. Um, What's so washing over you? The, the, uh, I mean, being affected by seeing oh, I see, people I see. affected. Now, I think the other thing that can wash over us is just that fear of man. Mm-hmm. So often we close our eyes because we just don't want to see how we're doing. I mean, we see yeah. that it's in the Worship Matters Intensive. So, you know, 15 guys, everybody leads, they all get evaluated. And, you know, in that context, guys will be closing their eyes. Yeah. It's like, right. What, we're right here. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what? Hey. <laughs> and all, for all the reasons, it'd be so much better to open your eyes. But you don't want to be exposed. You, you mm -hmm. feel naked. When you're, you open your eyes, they see you, you see them. Mm -hmm. But I would say God can give you, by his spirit, the strength to press through that. Mm -hmm. I'd encourage you to press through that and concentrate more on what you've received from the Lord and what you are proclaiming to them than how you look, how you sound, you know, those kind of things. That's good. Yes, what, Would you have some other things? I, th I think uh, up front, for those that are helping support uh, congregational singing, I think it's great to make those connections with one another as you're playing, and just like what a, what a uh, gift this is, the musicians. yeah, amongst yeah. the musicians. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just being aware that you don't want to convey that you're enjoying playing music more than you yes. are worshiping as a congregation, <laughs> yeah. singing together as a congregation. I think mm -hmm. so. I think being aware of that, um, and then I mean, similar to staring at people, it's I think also being conscious of what it might convey if you're always looking at the same person. Um, right. <laughs> That's a good point. That can be problematic. That's a good point. And uh, so avoiding mm. things like that. Yeah. Really but, well, I mean, but it is such a gift. 
Uh, and this is, I think, what opening our eyes does. It's such a gift to be reminded that God has purposed to save a people, yes. to deliver yep. a people yep. uh, for his glory. And uh, and when we have our eyes open, we're, we're more aware of that. We're yep. able to see it. So. Yeah, when how tied to salvation are our eyes? We were blind, and now yes. we see, yep. yes. you know, spiritual blindness and physical blindness, and you know, those comparisons is like it's the heart of the gospel. We were blind and running from yeah. Christ. Well, and to put it in perspective, having your spiritual eyes opened is infinitely more significant <laughs> than opening your physical eyes. Yes, we're just saying that maybe we could see a little bit more the second. Right. <laughs> Well said. Uh, so, yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, this is a, such a great topic. A great title too. Uh, uh, you know, from a, an old song, a '90s song, a 2000s oh, song. Oh, maybe an '80s. I was think '90s. I yeah, think '90s. Maybe it was. 90s. It? Yeah, it wasn't 2000. Yeah. So good. Thank you, Paul, for writing that song. Yes. Well, and thank you guys, and thank you for listening yes. and watching. Uh, if you watch on YouTube, our podcast, and we'll see you around. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.